The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Driver, start your engine! Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Welcome in again to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. No shortage of racing things to talk about as once again, stop me if you've heard this one, break this record, but it is getting closer and closer to the start, official start of the 2023 NASCAR season. It's not here yet, but I want it to be now. Like, I literally want NASCAR on my TV. Um, maybe after the Niners win the Super Bowl, but at the very least, I want it on now as well. So, Cody, I know you share that same sentiment. Yes, I don't care so much about the Niners, but for you, Rod, I hope they do win. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, but, man. man, yes, I'm ready for it to be here. It's getting so damn close. 24 days till the Daytona 500. 10 days until the Clash of the Coliseum. 10 days. We can count with our hands. Most of us, anyways, if you've still got your 10 fingers, if you don't, I'm sorry, that was a bad joke, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we we'll can cut count it out on two post. hands now. Uh, use, use the toe or two, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> how many days until the clash at the Coliseum? So we are almost there. The uh, the entry list for the Coliseum came out today. 36 chartered cars are on there, no open cars at this time. There could be late entries, but unlikely to happen at this point. Um, so yeah, 10 days until the clash to call see them. Um, and 24 days until the Daytona 500. So I wanted to look back at the number 24 car. No one's driven that really ever done much. So yeah, we don't really need to talk about it. Yeah. That's, that's a very unused number in NASCAR. (laughs) Oh, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) 1,629 starts in the NASCAR cup series, 97 victories in this number. Um, (laughs) 1,153 top 20 finishes. Oh my God. 93 times this card number has sat on the pole position. Um, and if your guess was Jeff Gordon as the driver with the most starts, you were correct. 797 starts in the number 24 for Jeff Gordon. 93 wins in that number. He raced that car his entire career. Not the last car number he started in, though. What do you? Any idea what the last number he started in was, Rob? 
I'm going to venture to say the got to be an Hendrick card. Was it the 25 maybe? The, the nope, 8? It's filling in for somebody. It's filling in for some. Okay, then I don't know. 88. Oh, damn Dale, it. And Dale, I was going to say that. for Dale Jr. Oh. When, uh, when he missed some races. So. I'm so mad because I, I was going to say yeah. that. I don't have that right in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that was the last number he started in. Um, but yeah, 797 starts for Jeff Gordon, 93 wins, 325 top five finishes. He led 24,917 laps in his career, completed 228,652 laps. His average finish position over 797 starts is 12.5. His average starting position was 10.4, and he sat on the pole position 81 times. Now, super fun fact, the guy with the second most starts in the number 24 car is Cecil Gordon of no relation. They just happened to both drive the number 24 car in the Cup Series. Cecil Gordon, though, another guy that's uh, pretty interesting, like the guy we saw, was it yesterday with the number 25 car that had a bunch of starts and didn't do much with it? Uh Cecil Gordon started 373 races in the number 24 car. Um, he led 20 laps in 373 races, completed 97,000 laps. Uh, he did have 27 top fives, so so he did all right there. Um, when I was when I was going through his uh, to 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 make double check and make sure he wasn't related to Jeff, I, I saw that he competed in 449. Cup Series races over 17 years and, and never won a race. So wow, that's that's again a lot of starts without doing and only led 20 laps ever. And I mean, hey, Jeff Gordon led 24,000 laps. That's 20 more laps than I'd lead at a NASCAR race. True. So that's, hats off to Cecil. To him. And hey, to be able to I mean compete over 17 different seasons. Props to Cecil Gordon. Uh, he he raced in NASCAR back in the day. Let's see. His uh, first race was in 68. His last race was in 85. So wow. that's uh, quite the span for him. Third place on the, the driver list for the number 24, William Byron. He obviously drives the car now. He's got 180 starts. Um, he has the other four wins in this number besides Jeff's 93. Um, he's led 1,605 laps in his career. Um, Chase Elliott is actually number four on this list. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, but when he entered the Cup Series, he drove the 25 for those couple of races before his rookie season. And then his rookie season, he stepped in to replace Jeff Gordon in the number 24 car um, and did 72 uh, races. So two full seasons in the number 24 car before they shuffled things around, switched him, brought the number nine back, switched him over there, and then stuck William Byron in that car. And he started ever since. Uh, Elliott did not win in those first two seasons in that car, but he had 22 top tens. He even led 918 laps in that one. Uh, and then it's a big drop-off. So so those three guys, 797, 370 starts, 180 and 72. And then it's next up is Ray Duggan. Doug, Doug, Duhig? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I, whatever. 16 starts. Um, and then, yeah, so there's a couple different guys. Uh, some names we'll recognize. Bobby Allison made 11 starts in this number. Lenny Pond made some starts. Morgan Shepard, Dick Trickle, uh, Jimmy Hensley made a couple of starts in this one. Um, and then, yeah, as you scroll down through the list, Richard Petty started one race in the number 24 car. J.D. McDuffie uh, started one. 
and 65 different drivers have started a Cup Series race in the number 24 car. Um, and this car number has been used every single season. You have to go all the way back to 19... Wow. So Jeff Gordon started in 92 as a... Let's see, he made one start in 92 and then started in 93 as a rookie. Um, but this car was used in 1986. So 1987 was last time there was not a season or there was a season where the 24 car didn't make a start. So uh, quite quite a ways back to, to find those uh, those numbers. But obviously, Jeff Gordon dominates this list. We all know how dominant he was in his career. Imagine what these numbers would look like if Jimmy Johnson was not around. <laughs> yeah. They would be impressive. He won four championships, of course, in this car number. Probably would have had seven or eight or 11 <laughs> if Jimmy wasn't around, maybe. Um, and of, of Jeff's own doing, of course, we all know know that story. But yeah, pretty historic number in NASCAR, um, more so in the recent days, right? Uh, since 93, when, when Jeff stepped in there full time. But it's been pretty successful ever since then. I mean, William Byron's got a long way to go if he wants to try to even get close to that. But, I mean, yeah. look, he's already led more laps than has, uh, has Mr. Cecil. I mean, Cecil so, Gordon, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's that. You got to have, <laughs> and, and he's won more starts, races. So, hey, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's doing pretty starts. decent already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, he's I think, only 89 wins away from catching Jeff Gordon. So. Well, you know, uh, that's <laughs> hashtag squad goals. Um, no, I think the ceiling's yeah. there. I think the, there's, there's possibility for him to get close. Um, we've talked about the talents of, of William Byron. I think he's one of those guys that may never leave Hendrick, uh, which is probably good for him and, and good for the sport and good for the team because, as we've seen, it's not always the case. I know the free agency doesn't hit NASCAR nearly as much as it does baseball and or football, but I mean we've seen our fair share of drivers kind of shift around. But when you get hooked up with a Gibbs or when you get hooked up with a Hendrick or you know even a, 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 a Roush or... Uh, Childress or whatever, it's it hardly ever gets too dicey, unless of course you know you're Kyle Busch and you decide you want to jump yeah, ship. It happens. He's been at two of those places already, so <laughs> he sure has. So um, um, before yeah. we before we move on, I do want to mention there was a fire today at the Rayum Brothers Racing Shop, um, and they had three team members that actually sustained injuries, um, and so they released a statement saying. Earlier this afternoon, there was a fire at the RBR shop. An investigation into the cause is ongoing. We're in the process of determining the extent of the damages. More importantly, a few of our team members did sustain injuries during the fire and are being transported for medical treatment. Please keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Um, and then a statement was released from the Mooresville Fire Department that three patients were treated for injuries. Uh, one was transported to Lake Norman Regional for smoke inhalation. One was transported to Baptist Hospital for burn injuries. And the third was treated and released, thankfully. So uh, definitely our thoughts are with those two two guys that or, or team members that uh, with some smoke inhalation and some burns, hopefully nothing too horrible, and they're able to recover quickly. Um, and then, of course, secondary to that, hopefully the, the team is able to to recover as much as possible and, and still be able to race this season and, and move on. But uh, obviously the most important part is with those team members that were injured and uh, hopefully everyone is okay and is able to recover from this. That's scary. I mean, we talked about fire in, in yesterday's episode, just talking about yep. the fire suit and fire in the cars, um, fire, fire in your garage. That's even, even more scary. So, 
Um, definitely, yeah, definitely thoughts out to that whole group of folks. Hopefully, we're wishing for the best and, uh, you know, want, want to see nothing but good things happen for you. So, um, yeah. all right, let's step away. We got tons to talk about. Again, Cody's lose, uh, news list never gets any shorter. Uh, so, we'll come back and talk about some uh, after the break. But let's tell you about... Oh. No matter how much I check off of it. <laughs> Sorry, I had you on mute. What were you gonna say? Oh, geez, thanks, Rob. <laughs> well, I was getting I into like, the, I was getting into the ads, man. What the hell? Oh, I know, I know. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, you're good. I was just saying, it's like my to do list at home. It just gets longer and longer. <laughs> no matter how much I check off of it, it, it just continues to grow. <laughs> I, it feels like for every one gets checked, like another 15 yeah, show up. Like so. another, yeah, 20 things get added. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's put this on our to do list and knock it out of the park. Let's talk about WinBet. WinBet's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states. There are tons of ways to win, including live betting and, of course, same-game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. Like we said at the beginning of the show, make sure you're heading to WinBet to take advantage of all of the great stuff going on. Great promos, great odds, great payouts all happening right now at WinBet. You know you're ready to play. I don't even have to ask. Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100, get $100 limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. How can you pass that up? There's so much going on, so much to choose from. All you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state of play through Winbet is available. If someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, Cody, now you're off mute. Now you can talk. Gosh darn, man. Just kidding. <laughs> this over here controlling me, Rod. Just Jeez, kidding. what's wrong with you? <laughs> no, don't. What is it? Don't tread on That's- me. Don't tread on me, friend. It's probably a good thing you mute me during the commercials or I'd, ah. I'd be making noise while you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have the power on this end to do all of that. So, yep. <laughs> um, all right. So I want to start first because there's, there's something Ooh. I do. I do. Um, I've been looking through the, uh, the Jimmy Johnson uh, tests over there in practice from a couple of days ago and Man, I'm telling you right now, it is so fantastic seeing him on. I know everybody's tired of, of us leading off with Jimmy Johnson, but uh, we're also getting a few more odds that are sprinkled out there uh, 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 regarding some NASCAR stuff, and, and Jimmy Johnson has been added to that list. Now, they talked about his schedule not necessarily being etched in stone, but we kind of already knew that. So, you know, we're, we're, talking, um, we're talking about just overall first race Daytona, 500. Uh, I, I was looking at Jimmy. He's at plus 4,000 in some spots to win uh, the Daytona 500. And not only did they do that, I, I think and I saw, did I see? Oh, they didn't put him on as a championship. Or maybe they did and they took him off. I saw him at plus seven or, or plus seven, the 7,500. Jesus Christ, Rod, numbers um, to win the whole thing. But apparently they don't have that anymore. So maybe I was wrong and premature in looking at that. Wouldn't that be something, though, if they put him up for championship odds? That would be something. Um, hey, you know, if he wins the Daytona 500, maybe he decides that he'll he'll run for eight, right? Yeah, he will run for eight, hopefully. And it's possible. So NASCAR doesn't release, before the season, they don't release who's declared eligible for, for points and whatnot. You just kind of find out after the first race. You look through the points, and if they didn't get any points or 
there's an I next to their name for ineligible, then then that's how you know. So Jimmy might have declared just in case. And there's some speculation, you know, Auto Club's the second race of the season. It's in California, a track he had a lot of success at. He's from California. Would make sense for him to do that race as well. Although he's not doing the clash for some reason. That would be nice to see him there, but he's not going to be. Um, but if he runs those two races and he has some great results, right? Wins one of them maybe or or has good finishes. At that point, maybe he could decide, you know, I want to go for it. So maybe they declared before this just in case something like that happens or whatever. But we'll find out for sure after Daytona. Otherwise, you can always uh, apply for a waiver later on. And I would imagine that uh, NASCAR will grant that to the seven-time champion. <laughs> I would like to think that they would. But um, anyways, yeah, I just, I'm sorry. I, I got excited because I, I was looking at the the uh, pictures from and the, the video from him practicing we kind of touched on it but I'm actually I was actually looking at those videos so I was like excited to say it so um, all right let's move on from Jimmy Johnson I know we're, we're done with the Jimmy Johnson news because it seems to happen every single week but that's just me being a fan I can't to talk about him I didn't get to talk about him in the last couple of seasons now I do so stick with it people yeah exactly before we get into news uh, I got a message today on Twitter from uh, listener Adam least maybe i think it is uh sorry if i screwed up your name but shout out to you uh and this is why we preach to shop around a little bit and look he found a book there in ohio looks like that book also exists in new jersey and colorado starts with a t if you want to know what it is you can hit us up later or we'll tell you um but not one i'd heard of before but they have cole custer as the third favorite to win the xfinity series championship at plus 500 so i'm sending him a fat check right now to uh Make sure to place a bet for me while he's <laughs> while he's at it because that is absolutely great odds and uh, yeah. So make sure make sure you're always keeping an eye out, checking and and checking around these different states. I mean, it's again gambling is becoming more legal in in more states. Different books are popping up. You're getting different options and different things. And and if you find something mispriced like that or or you know where you're getting so much better odds than most places are offering or the one other place that has them right now at least, uh, you got to jump on that when you can. So. Shout out to him for noticing, and uh, yeah, definitely, definitely check that check that out. Shop around when you're uh, trying to find the best odds. Now, for sure, get down on that, and and yeah, anytime you can snatch up anything like uh, so, I, I I figured out what I was talking about before. The reason I got super excited is I saw Jimmy Johnson at seventy five hundred to win the Daytona five hundred. Those odds are not there anymore. Now he is at plus four thousand. So literally oh, within dang. a few hours, uh, it changed from seventy five to one to forty to one, and so. That's why you. That's big shift. Yeah, that's why you got to jump on it as soon as possible. Rod must have got his bed in, I guess. Damn right, mattress <laughs> Move, Jack, moving the baby. market over there by himself. Mattress Jack. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Um. Well, let's see. Let's start. Uh, NASCAR released the the list of eligible rookies. Um. So this is at least the list for now of of guys who can compete for Rookie of the Year. Um. Teams can still apply and get approved between now and when the season starts, you might even be able to get a waiver if you wanted to later on. But uh, we'll have two rookies in the Cup Series. We know them very well, right? Noah Gregson, Ty Gibbs. Both did start a healthy amount of races last year, filling in for injuries and helping out. But NASCAR determined that they still qualify to run for Rookie of the Year. Um, and so they'll be battling it out. We'll see how much of a battle it really is. If Ty Gibbs doesn't win that, that's going to be pretty disappointing for him. Uh, just because of the equipment that that he is in, obviously, we saw those drivers go head to head all year last year, right? And they're very equally talented. But uh, yes, 
So Xfinity Series, uh, we have three drivers. Uh, Chandler Smith for College Racing. Um, he'll, he'll be eligible for Rookie of the Year. Sammy Smith of uh, Joe Gibbs Racing over in the number 18. Um, and then Jordan Anderson's Racing's number 31 will be driven by Parker Retzloff. He started a few races last year. Um, I believe he was in that third uh, Ryan Sieg Racing car. Uh, and actually was very impressive. He was a guy, when I was writing my DFS Xfinity articles for the Garage Guys, a guy I kept bringing up when he was racing because he's very cheap and was getting solid, good results. Um, so it'll be interesting. Again, Sammy Smith in the JGR 18 car. Probably should run away with that. But maybe these other two guys kind of give him a run for his money. Um, and then we've actually got five guys going for Rookie of the Year in the uh, Truck Series. You got two GMS drivers, Raja Karuth in the 24, and Daniel Dye in the 43. Um, and then over to Rev Racing, they've got the partnership with Kyle Busch Motorsports. We have a Chevy team coming out of the same garage, basically, there. Uh, their number two car of Nick Sanchez is going to be eligible. And then two guys for BMR Racing, uh, the number 35 of Jake Garcia, and the number 32 of Brett Holmes will all all five of those guys will be battling it out for Rookie of the Year over in the Truck Series. So uh, no odds on Rookie of the Years yet. I don't know that we would get much for odds really in this case anyways, just because it is it is fairly well lopsided um, as far as at least the, the Cup and the uh, Xfinity Series where you got the JGR guys that are going to be in much better equipment. So I don't know that we'll even see odds for that. But Wanted to touch on that. Those are kind of the new full-time faces um, that are that are eligible, at least for Rookie of the Year, that we're going to see in uh, 2023 on their respective teams in their respective series. I get that Ty Gibbs is probably going to end up being the favorite for this. Obviously, he's going to be in better equipment than Noah Gragson right off of the jump. But I, I'm not sure that it's a slam dunk, honestly. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I, I feel like this is something that Noah Gragson has very well within his capabilities to outperform the equipment that he's in. I mean, I, I feel like he can transcend. We saw, I almost feel like we saw Noah Gragson do and perform better than uh, than Ty Gibbs in the, ba the back half of the season when both of them were basically full-time driving in, in that. Right. And again, maybe it was because Ty Gibbs was in uh, 2311 equipment and not necessarily in tight uh, in Gibbs equipment yet, but I, I honestly can't see where that's a huge jump for a guy like Gregson who can, like I said, outperform the equipment that he's in. Well, and, and if a guy like Gregson can steal a super speedway win, right? That's where he's going to have his best chance, of course. And we've seen Eric Jones is very good at super speedways. Jimmy Johnson, at least in the 500, is going to be his teammate out there and be running well. And so if he's able to steal one of those and he makes the playoffs and Gibbs doesn't win and doesn't make the playoffs, then it's over. And Gregson would win the Rookie of the Year. So it's definitely not a shoe-in. I would like to see some odds because I think you could get some decent odds on on uh, Gregson just because of the equipment they're in. And we, did, we saw the 42 super underperform last year, right? It was absolutely horrible. But... The 43 car was really good, and he's bringing his crew chief with him. That They had a lot of success in Xfinity together. Ty Dillon maybe was the issue there. We don't know. The funding will probably be a little better with, with Gregson as well. He brings some bigger sponsorships with him. So maybe they perform. I mean, we, Eric Jones in the 43 
had a hell of a season, right? And, and was very impressive, very competitive, won the Southern 500. So definitely not uh, a for sure shoe-in that Gibbs would just win it. He is going to be in the better equipment, and, and there's no argument to that at all. But that doesn't mean that he's going to win it. And I think that, well, I think that we'll probably see both struggle, but I I am really big on the tie. Gibbs is going to struggle, at least early in the season, where everybody's got all these high expectations, and, and it's such a drastic jump from Xfinity to full-time cup each and every week with these guys. And we already saw him struggle, right, in the 23-11-5 car and then the 23 at the end of the season there when they flop numbers. But so, yeah, I, it's definitely not a, a for sure thing that Gibbs will win it. And really, this is his first full-time season. Like, there, there's something to be said about jumping in in the back half, right? And yeah, okay, you drove Xfinity, which is still the same, but like the the schedule for the Cup Series is way and far more demanding than is the Xfinity Series. And now, again, this is your own car. This is the car that is yours, right? right. So now yep. the pressure is on you to perform well because it's not filling in for somebody where the pressure's sort of off and you just go log laps, right, and go out there and do whatever you can do to, to help that team good put good finishes on the, on the leaderboard. Now you're it. It's scoring yep. you. Yeah, and both those guys were focused on the Xfinity Series championship, right? They were both, they ended up finishing one, two in the championship. So their focus, main focus was over there. They were just filling in the whole time. It was kind of like, well, you know, you're just going to jump in the car this week and then Kurt will be back next week. And then it's like, well, he's going to miss another week. And then maybe he's going to be in the playoff. And then eventually it was like, oh, he's not going to race. So, but yeah, you are in somebody else's car. It's their ride. You're not staying there. You haven't built the chemistry over the season with the team. So, it definitely is a different situation. These guys are going into it. This is Ty Gibbs' ride for the next 30 years if he wants it to be. He's not going anywhere, right? His name is on the building. So it's his ride if he wants it. And Gregson, I think, will earn a spot in the Cup Series for a long time. Now maybe he'll go to a bigger team eventually or something. But these are these guys' teams. It's their car. It's their name on the door. When they were racing last year, it wasn't their name on the door, right? It was still Kurt Busch's car. It was still Alex Bowman's car. And they were just filling in for it. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's definitely a, a big time different situation for them. And it, it, I think it'll still be a fun, interesting battle because I think you're you're still going to see them run around each other a decent amount. And uh, you know, if Gregson can, can keep up with them or slip into the playoffs, and Gibbs doesn't, if one of them makes the playoffs and the other doesn't, that's it. It's over at that point because they're guaranteed to finish higher, and and that will win it for them. And we saw it last year, right? Austin Cindric won the Daytona 500. That's how he got in, and that's how he won. Now, yeah, he, he was probably the favorite to win it, right? The other guys weren't in as good of equipment as he was, but if he didn't win at Daytona, he wouldn't have been in the playoffs, and maybe somebody else could have stuck around with him a little bit there. So, yeah, be, should be should be a good battle to watch all year as we talk about the rookies. I'm sure we'll talk about both of them plenty um, as we, we talked about them so much last year with the Xfinity Series side of things, right? So now watching them take that step up into the with the big boys, it's going to be fun. And from a pure betting aspect, I want to see quite a few head-to-heads uh, from these guys. I want to, I want to actually see what the odds makers will give each end of this. If it's you know initially a Ty Gibbs heavy side of the matchup, or yeah, give us some plus money on Gregson to beat Gibbs. That's what I'm saying, right? I mean, I'd be getting down on that every week. That's stuff to look at, and not just that, but like who else would they throw in? 
these guys with head-to-heads, and, and will they? Because, you know, in the Xfinity series, we always saw head-to-heads mainly between these two, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and a, week, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, there was other other head-to-heads as well. But, you know, as we've seen in, in Cup Series, you don't always get farther down the list when it comes to head-to-head. So I'm wondering if this isn't uh, these two names are attractive enough to put in head-to-head matchups with other drivers that are not themselves, you know? Right. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what options we get this year and where we're able to go with these guys. Hopefully we get a lot of those so we can. That's Because that's going to be probably where we talk about them the most is is in the head-to-head department. In fact, I really, and maybe, again, this is a, a, I hope books are listening to this show because we continue to throw down several, well, maybe they're not because they're not giving it to us, but. uh, Obviously, I hope they're not at this point. (laughs) I want a deeper, no, I hope they are, damn it. Well, we've been begging for stuff and they're not listening. This is true. (laughs) Uh, Well, okay, fine. All of you betters out there that are listening, write your local uh, books and and, and ask for this stuff. But I would like to see a much, much more uh, deeper market for head-to-heads i mean we get maybe what 10 15 every week i mean get creative with these things like make us i want, I want some shitbox head-to-heads give me the rick Waricar's head-to-head i yes. want to bet on that <laughs> like give me yeah give me a market to where i'm digging deep right i mean we talk about it all the time especially with dfs where you you are picking these drivers that you wouldn't normally even pay attention to and yet it puts you so much more into the race to to know that i'm i care what happens in 27th position? Like, I care who finishes 35th because if that person finished 35th and the guy I want finished 20th, well, I just won, right? So that's, I'm, I'm paying attention up and down the driver's list, not well, just That's why we talk 10. about how matchups are some of the most exciting bets we make, right? And it gives you, if somebody is out there dominating the race, it gives you something else to watch and pay attention to. And you're worried about that battle for 19th and 20th at that point, so... Dear yeah. Mr. or Miss Sportsbook Operator, <laughs> let's let's get this going, shall we? Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got, Cody? Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams is going to be the official starter for the Clash uh, there in LA. USC quarterback, right? Won the won the Heisman Trophy. I believe he's going back to USC. I don't think he's eligible to to move up yet to the NFL. So he'll be back there. But uh, going to be cool to again, you know, cross sports. You're crossing things. We're going to be in LA. You got all the fanfare that's around that. You get the Heisman Trophy winner to come out. He's the USC starting quarterback. Wave the green flag. Gets is Wiz Khalifa, I think, is the halftime entertainment. Uh, so that'll be fun again. Last year it was was a good show. Um, so yeah, just just a little little news there that that uh, Caleb Williams will be the the green flag thrower. I guess you could say. Uh, Wait, is he going to throw the green flag? Is, is that no. what he's going to do? He's gonna just Maybe. Get, pass it across? Like I'll see if he can get it across the track into the infield. I think he could. There you go. Well, I would imagine he's got a rocket for an arm. So I, I would like to think that he's thrown enough in that stadium that he would know exactly where to go and how what to do. So Yeah, yeah that's and it's their cool. stadium too, exactly. So, yeah, that's another another part to that, right? That's where USC plays their home games. So. Indeed, which is why the tie-in. Um, and I get it. But, see, NASCAR's been good about that over the course of – I feel like their whole life, you know, uh, uh, well, at least in the modern era, especially recently, yeah. though, they've been really good with, and we've kind of always seen it over the years, right? You get a football player. I know when they go to Kansas speedway, a lot of times you'll have a chief there. When I was at Kansas speedway in the summertime or, or spring or whatever for the race, Andy Reed was down there McCall Hardman. They were all walking around the garage. 
getting the tours and whatnot. A couple of other football players. And I stood by Noah Gray half the race. He was down there on uh, on pit road watching watching the race and stuff. So it's cool to always see these cross sport again. We've talked about it with the cross motorsports guys racing in different series and stuff. But yeah, you get the football players, the basketball players, whoever to come over to NASCAR stuff and watch and be interested. It's always fun to to see that kind of stuff. I can never complain. It's always fun, especially like the wrestlers when they come down onto the track as well. That's oh, uh, yeah. yeah, the All Fox energy. Fox crossovers. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of which, I saw just recently, and I don't know if this is on your long list of things to get to, but Tony Stewart returning to the Fox yeah. booth for the Daytona but yeah, 500. Yeah, we could talk about that now. Yeah, he'll be back for both the Clash and the Daytona 500. Uh, smoke, as they call him. He's very good in the booth. He always does a great job. Um, and he's got that perspective, right? He's a three-time champion of the sport. He owns cars that are in the field. Some people don't like it when the owners are up there talking. I love it because they have a part. <laughs> when Dale Earnhardt Jr. gets put in that awkward corner of his driver just fucked up <laughs> and he has to comment on it, it's great to watch, right? And they have that perspective of they own these cars. They're in the shops every day. They know what's going on. So, yeah, Tony Stewart for both the Clash and the Daytona 500. Again, Fox is going to do the same thing they did last year. It'll be Boyer. It'll be Mike Joy. And then it'll be that third rotating guy. Keeping that seat warm, most likely for Kevin Harvick next year. He's obviously announced his retirement plans now. Maybe Tom Brady. He's got a deal with Fox, right? He come over, call some NASCAR races. Dude, I'd love to see that. I don't know. About I don't know that. that he knows anything about it, but yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> oh look, he's going fast! Yay! He, he needs to get some practice for for when he's calling Fox games in ten years when he finally retires, right? <laughs> when he's sixty five and can finally retire. I think we already yeah, said exactly. that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yes, that, yep. Tony Stewart is, is coming back for that. So that'll be fun. Yeah. I, um, I do. Big news. I, I do like Tony Stewart. Oh, I, just real quick. I, I do like Tony Stewart in the booth, uh, mainly because he is not as polished as, uh, as some of the other guys, as far as like the yeah. broadcasting part of it. Right. So he brings a very raw perspective, the, the real lifeness part of it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's like when you and I talk and you know what you're doing and I'm just here spouting <laughs> off about stuff. <laughs> I keep telling you, Cody, they come for you. They tolerate me, but they come for you. You're the pro. I'm just the guy here <laughs> spitting stuff out that I don't know nothing about. <laughs> you get paid, you're a pro. Go ahead. Some news from the Tony Stewart camp today, actually. Uh, Chase Briscoe signed a multi-year deal uh, extension. That was all they said, multi-year extension. No other details. We don't know how many years. They don't ever tell us the money anymore, but... Uh, I wish they would because I'd like to see what some of these guys are, are making or not making in some cases, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, Chase Briscoe going to be back with, with Stuart Haas. Not really a surprise, right? You got Kevin Harvick's retiring. Eric Almarola already retired and came back because Smithfield paid him so much money to do it. Um, and then the 41 car is still up in the air, right? Ryan Priest is, is taking over now, but is he a long-term answer there? Chase Briscoe is kind of the anchor you have at this point. Stuart Haas is kind of at a crossroads of – where are they going to go with all these rides? And they rely a lot on sponsorship money. That's why Almarola has been in the 10 car for so long. You had Danica for a long time. She brought a lot of sponsorship money with her. Uh, guys like Kurt Busch, guys like Daniel Suarez, they brought a lot of sponsorship money. And so they've relied a lot on who can bring in the sponsorship money. Um, and so it, it'll be interesting to see as they're kind of at this crossroads where they go. Some people like Derek Yoder, very high on Chase Briscoe and his 1.5 wins this year. 
I'm not quite as much yet. Maybe we'll get there eventually. But but I think he is kind of the, the key anchor point at this point in holding together that, that stable. And he's basically going to be the top dog probably next year because Harvick's going to be out. Good chance Almirola is out. Maybe he, he did sign a – I think it was a one-year deal with a one-year option or something, so he could technically come back next year. We know Smithfield wants him back. They are in love with that guy. Um, but, yeah, so he's, he's kind of the anchor guy, right? And that was Tony Stewart's car. He raced the 14 when they when he joined Gene Haas, and they started what's now known as Stewart Haas Racing. He won the championship. Did He, he might have won two championships in the – I can't remember if he had two with Gibbs or two with his team, but I think he could question with the 14. But either way, Indiana kid. Raced the 14 at the end of his career, owned it, won championships. Chase Briscoe, Indiana kid, grew up idolizing Tony. Gets to race for Tony in the 14 car. Great story. Um, and he's a guy that I, I would imagine would stay there as long as they'll have him. Um, and so, yeah, multi-year extension, locking him down. And really the only known we have at Stuart Haas going forward is Chase Briscoe will be in that 14 car as the other three cars are just going to be kind of up in the air for a bit. I wonder who, like, well, I wonder which drivers up and coming are are in line for like that ten car, or you know, what I'm saying like, Corey LaJoy. <laughs> you, yeah, you he would love to Corey see Corey LaJoy in that ten car, wouldn't please, you? Please, please, I'm begging, give him a good car and let's see what he can do with it. Well, and then of oh, course man. that Harvick car. Midfield, that if you're listening, <laughs> you need a new driver. What better guy to represent you than Corey LaJoy? I mean, he's the most likable guy in the garage. I mean, everybody seems to like him for sure. Uh, but no, and then that Kevin Harvick car, like what, what, who's going to go the in there? That's biggest question, right? You know, yeah. That's, that's easily the big, and, and that's something, something I want to get into. Maybe we'll do this either tomorrow or next week, but there's a bunch of open rides next year that are going to be big rides. There's some big free agents, but a guy like Eric Jones has been tossed out there a lot. Think about it, right? Joey Logano started his career at Joe Gibbs racing, struggled a little bit. They canned him. He goes to Penske. Now he's a two-time champion. He's got all these wins and all this stuff, right? Eric Jones starts his career at Gibbs, has some success, but struggles, gets canned. Where have we heard this story before, right? It's a very similar thing. And he's been proving in the 43 car. He still has the talent, and he's got he's got what it takes. So a guy like that I think very much could be in line for, for a ride like that number four car. Um, you've got to think that they're going to put someone – Decent in that car, hopefully. But speaking of Stuart Haas drivers, speaking of sponsorship money, let's just move on to the next story. Riley Herbst <laughs> is going to be racing all the super speedway races <laughs> for Rick Ware Racing in the number 15 car in the Cup Series, which we know one reason that he's going to be doing that, and that is money, is sponsorship money. I'm assuming that they did not announce partnership with it, but it's got to be Monster. That's the only sponsor he's got, and... They fund all of his Xfinity series stuff. So, uh, and, and I mean, that 15 car is, it's one of those rides you pay to get in. So I guess that's the plan there. <laughs> so Riley Herbst could be one of those guys that fills out that Stuart Haas lineup. If they're just looking for a guy that, that brings money to the game, I guess that that could be a potential, but I sorry, Riley Herbst. If you're a listener, love to talk to you, but boy, this, I don't know how he keeps rides other than money. And that's, you know, but hey, somebody's got to pay the bills, right? Well, it's funny because I was going to say, and our next guest on the show is. <laughs> no, one... I would love to talk to him. He's probably a super good dude. 
we would probably be best friends and uh, I'll buy all the Riley Herbst gear in the world if he comes on the show. <laughs> For now, uh, I'm just going to stick to he doesn't really deserve his rights he gets. But I was going to cut up a clip and just be like, uh, this is all the fantastic things that Cody has said. <laughs> just kidding. I would never do that to you. Yeah, me. maybe not have him listen to the show before he comes on if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> don't do research. Uh, when you're coming yeah, on a show, don't listen to anything we said about you prior to this. <laughs> uh, well, look, I mean, uh, the thing of it is, is that obviously it wasn't like we were betting on him a ton last season. And in fact, I don't know that we really bet on him at all. Uh, honestly, I think we might have a couple times just because he is, and I will give him credit for this. He is a solid tenth place driver. Like he's going to get you tenth place every week, and sometimes that's not a bad thing. And you expect more out of a Stuart's Xfinity car. And I think we're going to see that with Custer going back there. We've talked about that, right? But he'll get you 10th place every week. So if you're getting him in a good matchup against a guy that that's having troubles or, you know, I think him and Creed were matched up a few times last year and Creed, the much better driver clearly had more success, but his finishes weren't there because it kept being anything and everything could get in the way. And Herbst, you can rely on to get you the good solid finishes. He takes care of his equipment. So you got to give him props for that, and that probably has helped him get this as well because requires, granted, super speedways, so you can get caught up in anything, but they don't want to wreck as much as they can because they don't have a ton of money over there. So he, I will give him credit for that because he is reliable in, in that scenario or if you can get good odds on him for a top 10. We, we definitely may bet on him a few times there, and I think we did a couple times last year. And a good he's a great DFS play because, again, if he's at the right price, he's going to get you 10th place. He's not going to lead you any laps. He's not going to win, but he's going to get you 10th. So you got it. You got to have those though. You got to have the, the ones that are going to at least finish solid for you and start toward the back. But yeah, definitely uh, somebody to keep an eye on and we'll talk about him when the, when the need arises and when it necessitates, but uh, yep. yeah, just exactly. not right now. <laughs> yep. Um, they just completed the testing yesterday, uh, down at Phoenix. You talked about Jimmy Johnson was there, right? They had a couple other, I think there were six drivers there, um, that were testing stuff and it was not testing stuff for the teams. It was testing stuff for NASCAR. So they tried out some different spoilers. They tried out some other parts and pieces. One thing they did try out was mufflers on these cars. Now, if you look at NASCAR fan on Twitter and Facebook, you think that this means that they're going electric and you won't be able to hear the cars period. Not the case. So when you hear the muffler thing, take a deep breath. They're bringing it down like eight or nine decibels. It's not much, and it's not a big deal. These cars, I went to the Kansas race this past season. This is the loudest NASCAR car I've ever heard. It is so loud. It's got the dual exhaust coming out the back, and it's just really, really fucking loud. And so to bring the noise down just a little bit for certain situations is appropriate. So they are going to use these at the LA Coliseum. You're in that old stadium, right? You're in LA. Just bring the noise down a little bit. It allows, I mean, when you're at a race, if you're with a friend or something, it's hard to talk to the other person. Now, if you're at Daytona, they whiz by it 200 miles an hour. You got 45 seconds until they get all the way around the track. So you got a minute to talk, right? But if you're at a place like Martinsville or Bristol, it's just constant loud all the time. It never stops. Just to bring it down just a little tiny bit, Sometimes on the TV interviews, when they're interviewing somebody coming out of the care center, you can't hear anything because the cars on the track are so loud. And again, safety stuff, right? Hearing, you know, for fans, it helps. Crew guys, everything, it helps a little. So not electric yet. They're not silencing the cars. They're plenty loud. 
Bob Pockers posted some videos. If you go check out his Twitter, you can't even hardly tell the difference. It's it's very minimal, but they are going to use it at the Clash of the Coliseum. Um, Chicago is the other place that they really want to be able to use it. Um, there was a museum that's raising a lot of hell about the noise and the shaking that it, the cars are going to do as they drive by, whatnot. Plus, you're in the city there. So if they could tone it down a little, the only problem was Christopher Bell was saying that when they were using them, the, the inside of the cars were getting much, much hotter. And so that's something NASCAR is going to have to work out. That's a July 4th weekend race. It's going to be hot as hell in Chicago that weekend. You don't want to make it any hotter for these drivers. So they've got some stuff to workshop for sure. They're going to keep testing it. Um, but some other notable things, NASCAR is trying to go back to the fairgrounds at Nashville, right? That is literally in the middle of the neighborhood. It's like Lambeau Field in Green Bay. And one of the big things that the people around there don't want is the noise. They don't like the noise and all that stuff. So if you can just limit it down a little bit and help with that, that can be something, hey, we're going to use mufflers for this race. It's going to keep it quieter. It's still going to be loud. Yeah, we know. But you can bring it down a couple decibels and help with that. Um, if they ever want to go do Laguna Seca, that IndyCar runs there in California, right? That would be a place they would need to use um, the mufflers. And then, like I mentioned, like Bristol, Martinsville, these smaller tracks where it's just really loud all the time just to bring it down a touch and help. NASCAR doesn't want to get away from loud cars. The loud cars are what you go for, right? The feel, the race. It's not going to sound any different on TV. You can't tell anyways. But when you're in person, you like the shaking grandstands. You like the smell of the burning rubber, smell of the burning oil, and the noise. And it's still going to be there. So when you hear and see mufflers, don't freak out. It's not a quiet car. It's still very loud. But I did want to touch on that because that that's kind of been – the big thing in the NASCAR social media area lately. And honestly, if they wouldn't have announced that they were even doing it, probably nobody would have noticed, but they did say something and, and you know how people get about their, about their loud cars, you know, they got, they, they don't want to, don't want to give up to the electric stuff yet. Hey, listen, when our intro features that loud, dunk, 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 I knew, you know, you, you want to hear that when you go out there and, and having watched a race in Sonoma, Obviously, you know, when they when the majority of the field goes by, that's when it gets super loud. And of course, you can sort of wait for that whole minute for them to come back around again. Um, and when the and when field gets strung out, one goes by, it's not necessarily as thunderous as if 30 are going by or, or 35 or anything like that. So, I mean, I get it, I suppose, especially if you're going into neighborhoods and stuff like that. But by and large, like you said, I don't think people are going to notice. People are still going to have to have to wear their their head, their uh, whatever noise canceling things. Yeah. I'm already deaf, so that's that's good. Uh, so it doesn't really affect me any because I know that my VA disability will kick in once I I go and, and retire because I can't hear anything. Yeah, that's a nice little plan. I'm on that plan as well. So uh, right, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty nice to to get that every month. But, I walk uh, in and I say what. I, I, I don't even say, use the hearing protection at the race because I can't hear them anyways. I, I'm like, what? Did, did something happening? I don't know what's going on. Uh, no, but what I did I, you say? <laughs> I did. I did have uh, an ear test um, a, a, a couple of years ago, and uh, and so I walked in and they said, "Well, we lost your light, your latest ear 
test. They lost it, whatever the results of it, right? Oh, the so, military lost something. Well, Jesus Christ, Gosh. right? So they said, we're going to go back and use your 1994 baseline when you oh. joined the Army <laughs> ear test. The dude looked at my test, came back out to me, and he said, you have to go see a hearing specialist. You have had severe hearing loss. And I said, do you see that this is from when I was 18? I am 46 years old now or 45 years old now. Of course I've lost hearing since then, <laughs> There's gonna man. There's going to be some difference in those couple of years. He was like, he was totally, he was just beside himself because it's like, how did you lose so much hearing? I was like, you're going off of a 1994 off of baseline, yeah. dude. God. Oh, man, that's rough. That's Where'd they dredge you up from? <laughs> but whatever, man. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess anything to save my hearing uh, as an old man now, I guess I can thank them, right? Right, yeah. But, and again, very minimal. You're still going to need ear protection. You're still going to feel the thunder of the car. All right, that's the best part. They take the green flag, they thunder into the corner, and it's like, oh, here we go. You're still going to get that full effect. Don't worry. Good. Um, but, yeah. Good. So, good. And they're going to use it in the class. We'll kind of see it there. Again, on TV, I don't think you're really going to notice anything. But And then maybe they'll use it at Chicago, but it's going to have to go through some improvements between now and then. Otherwise, they won't be able to with – with the extra heat that it's putting in the cars in July in the Midwest, you do not need that. Trust me. <laughs> no, no, I don't think you need it anywhere in the summertime anymore. Yeah, so. well, yeah, exactly. So. Um, all right, one last story for you, Cody. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut you off at one more story. What do you got? What's Pick one that you uh, like the best. Nowhere, nowhere close to the end, but I'll pick the one that you're going to like the best. Ooh. Uh, Jimmy Johnson news, of course. Of course. Since we, since let's we got begin it, and uh, let's end with Jimmy Johnson. That's a perfect, yeah. perfect bookend. Just, just, just small details, uh, but he, he did say his schedule is not set yet. Um, he There's been a lot of speculation. Is he going to do the double IndyCar and, and Cup? And he said most likely not. Um, he, he's unlikely to do both. Now, that might mean that he is doing the Indy 500 and not the Coke 600 because we know he's still got a ride in, in the Indy 500 if he wants, something he's wanted to do. He had a good run there last year until he wrecked very near the end of the race. So I think he would like to get a better result. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the 500, but probably not going to do the 500 and the Coke 600, at least not this year. Maybe he'll attempt, you know, Kyle Larson's going to do it next year. Maybe Jimmy and Kyle team up and do it. Maybe Kyle Busch jumps in there with them and you get three or four different guys that are all doing it. That'd be a hell of a fun day there. Um, but yeah, and then he did express a uh, huge interest. So NASCAR has that with Hendrick Motorsports, has the Garage 56 car. Um, that, that they're building and working on for Le Mans. Um, and so Jimmy expressed he very much wants to be one of the drivers in that. Obviously, he's got the relationship with Hendrick, right, with Jeff Gordon, who runs the place. So I would imagine that, that they'll end up putting him in there for that race. But uh, that'll be to keep an eye on. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think we see him do any other IndyCar races. Um, I think the Indy 500 would be the one if there is going to be one. So... But again, we don't even know what NASCAR races is going to do, right? Daytona 500, they said five or six, but we don't. There's some speculation about which ones it might be. Is he going to do the All Star race at North Wilkesboro? He could go in through the open and stuff, but that's the same week as the lead up to the Indy 500 and everything. So, a lot up in the air still about what's going to be going on with Jimmy Johnson this year, what his schedule is. But he did say, very unlikely to do the double. He'd like to be in the garage 56 car. Um, so yeah, we're just kind of waiting and seeing at this point. 
Look, I don't even care. It doesn't matter. Whatever he whatever he rides, whatever he drives, I you know, I and will I will be there cheering him on. <laughs> I I liked watching him run some IndyCar uh, last season. I didn't get to watch nearly as much as I wanted to, uh, only because obviously we were in the full throes of NASCAR. But you know, I I did enjoy watching him when I when I watched him. So yeah, I mean, look, here's the thing, it's Jimmy Johnson. We started off the show talking about him. We're gonna end the show talking about him. It helped, honestly, him crossing over, it helped me get into IndyCar more. I've always, we went to some IndyCar races when I was a kid, and I've always watched the 500 every year, right? It's such a big thing, and it's always a fun race. And then I just, I get so wrapped up in everything else, and I kind of just forget about them sometimes. But this past year, I was writing some articles and stuff, so I wanted to pay more attention. But having Jimmy there, and he wasn't doing great most of the time, but just to have him there and be part of it helps me be able to learn more about it and want to pay more attention to it and now i mean i'm fully invested in in indycar and, and i want to watch every race this year and they've got a, a show they're doing as well like you know f1's got got drive to survive nascar their race for the championship indy's one that's going to be the 100 days leading up to the indy 500 that's going to be exciting to get to know the drivers a little more so yeah it's a again it helps out when these guys it the the race at lamar right we're gonna watch that if jimmy johnson's there we might not if he's not, you know, and there is also just to touch on it. The Rolex 24 is this weekend oh, yeah. at Daytona. Um, and there's a few different, I don't have the list in front of me. I think Austin Sindrick, I think is, is running with the Rick Ware guys. Uh, Harrison Burton might be doing something with that. I don't think there's many other cup guys this year in that, but that'll be going on here this weekend at Daytona. I was hoping to find some odds so we could talk about that. Maybe if something pops up by tomorrow, we could, we could touch on it, but, uh, I've not been able to find anything yet, so unfortunately, books are, are behind on us again on that point. But uh, how many times yeah. are we have to tell you guys? Come on, get on it! Jeez, it's ridiculous. Line. Um, you know, but you talk about crossing over in sports like that too. That that was like when uh, when Michael Jordan went to play baseball. It not obviously, it's a completely different sport. It's not like Michael Jordan went to go play basketball right. overseas. You know, right in a different yeah, yeah basketball league or something yeah but hey we we saw it we've seen it with some other guys right Malcolm in the middle he's coming over to do some races Frankie Muniz so we, we got our crossover somewhere yeah you got Travis Pastrana coming over yeah he's from motorsports but not you know stock car racing specifically so let's get Tony we'll get Hawk in a car and, okay, let's get Tony Hawk a ride he's trying to do things that are less dangerous according to his commercials but driving I less think dangerous. We, I think we should get him in a car yeah. We talked about the safety, right? There's a lot of it now. Yeah. So. I mean, look, it's way more it's safe than a, than riding a skateboard. I mean, at least he's in a concealed place with, you know, a suit and roll bars. Right. I would say let's get some football players, but it's funny because you see like NBC does it with the ride along stuff, right? Where they put them in the car and it's like some of these football players can't handle five laps in a race car. And they're like, holy, they're like, you know, there's the biggest ripped guys on the planet. And they're like. Yeah, NASCAR guys are athletes. We, I couldn't handle it in there for five laps. You know, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I love the respect that they get every time they let them go in there. Say, yeah, go ahead, go, ride with me. Let's see what I see what I go through. You try on, it out and see what you think. Yeah, oh, so and we're not, not even going. It yeah, it's just us on the track. We're not even trying to pass anybody. We're not trying to like draft right. anybody. We're probably not going full speed even. No, yeah, no, but. Um, all right. Well, I guess there's still plenty to get to on tomorrow's episode as well. So we will leave it here for now and uh, and come back tomorrow with more news and notes as we ramp ever closer to the beginning of the season um we'll be in single digits to the clash next tomorrow 
so oh, crazy. Man, that sounds so good. Single digits. Single digits. Oh, Not fuck. this weekend will be the last weekend without NASCAR racing. Music to my ears, Rod. Can you believe that? This weekend is the last weekend that we will not have NASCAR racing on television. So gear up for it, folks. Uh, But instead, we'll see you tomorrow anyways. But Cody, before we go, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yep. Follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Just before this, I actually finished writing my AFC Championship preview article. So that should be coming out probably this evening. Um, Yeah, so definitely check that out. Got a bunch of motorsports stuff. Got some more stuff coming out here soon. Follow the show on Twitter at NASCAR Gambling and join us in the Discord. Again, if you didn't catch it yesterday's episode, make sure you go back and listen. But Fantasy League, we're going to be doing this year, $200 gift card to the merch store. The bosses are putting up for, for the champion of that. You, I don't have it set up just quite yet, but you will have to be in the Discord to get that link. So get over there, get joined in now. And uh, yeah, the guys are they're cranking up the conversation more and more every day. You can feel the anticipation that's building. We're almost there, Rob. Almost there. So much so that the bosses have invited us over for a Daytona 500 episode with them. So be on the lookout yes, for that, that as well. That will be fun, and we'll be looking forward I'm to it. For that, that's a, yeah. We'll we'll share more when we get more details on that. But uh, it's going to be fun. It will. It will. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on. Whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's in between media. Who will be cranking the back road back up next week? So keep an eye out there for that as well. See you tomorrow, everybody. And until then, let's go racing and let it ride.